Limitless Wrestling fans, it's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. John Alba here with you, coming to your ears, joined by the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Mr. Randy Carver himself. Randy, what's cooking? Good looking. What's going on, man? How are you? I am... Uh, on the LTG podcast, instead of swear words, we take the Kevin Nash uh, adjective when he meant to say nouns and said adjective instead. Uh, so we replace our curse words with adjective. So I am adjective very tired. Um, but I'm good. I'm good. Life's good. We're okay. We're surviving. And I understand you're not alone this week. No, I am uh, sitting beside one half of the Main State Posse Danger Kid right now. DK. Ew. What is going on with you? It's been a half a second. It has. I don't know. You know, it's coming down to the point where my podcast appearances are just beyond sporadic. I uh, really can't be planned out. It's just, uh, it is what it is. And you're all just going to have to accept that. What have you been cooking lately? Oh, buddy. Do you really want to know? I do. Cause I told you, I want to take you on. I want to do the beat DK challenge and. We'll get in the kitchen and see who gets chopped. Well, I mean, we'll get to that, but I mean, I don't know if you're ready for all of this. We haven't put up a video in a while. We might have to soon. You might have to wait for that. Ugh. Peanut so. butter, cinnamon, hot dog. Ugh. It was Ugh. delicious. <laughs> Randy, it was very dry. Randy might disagree with that. Very dry. <laughs> Randy, what was the most appalling of his creations that you saw? Well... Um, I don't even know if it's on him, but in the kitchen, I mean, Ripper was eating fucking thumbtack meatballs. That was disgusting. Just, just a little disturbing on many levels. Probably like, not good for your teeth. No. I'm just going to go out and say it. Not good for your mouth in general. Probably your insides either. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I was taken aback by the, I didn't see it in person, but the old, what was it? Blueberry. Yeah. The blueberry, blueberry mac, buffalo, blueberry, mac buffalo, and mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I already have an upset stomach just that's, saying that. That's not even like on me. That's like a main staple. That's like a main dish. No, it looked like somebody it, it looked devil. like somebody threw up a melted Crayola crayon. That's like Smurf puke, right? <laughs> okay, you know, I had to use cheap cheese that night, but we're not going to like be judging the fact that I had to buy cheap cheese. Yeah, like, I don't want to rag on Hannaford's on this podcast. You got to do what you got to do, you know? Sorry my ingredients aren't top shelf. Smurf puke. Oh, God, if we might have to get a Smurf puke shirt going. That's good. Anyway, we are back with you here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, which you should totally be subscribed to wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we've had a lot of busy action going on with the road, Randy Carver. What did we see oh, this yeah. week that stuck out to you? Um. Well, I was... I was talking to a couple people today. I think there's a couple must-see matches from this episode, for real. Uh, the main event, Anthony Green, Ava Everett. Uh, go out of your way to check that one out. They've wrestled a couple times before in the world of Limitless Wrestling. I think the first time was uh, a year and a half ago on one of the first Limitless Dojo tapings. And then uh, fast forward to Let's Wrestle this past January on Ava Everett's birthday. She gets a shot at the Limitless Championship. Uh, this time non-title, but I think definitely the best of their three collisions i think definitely one of the best matches i've ever seen ava everett have um in her young career and definitely just really i think one that's going to put her on the map for uh, everything moving forward in limitless wrestling and then ace romero rip bison which uh, already for free on youtube.com slash limitless wrestling if you want to go check that one out uh this is one i was talking to ace romero yesterday about it and i just I, I compared it to his match with A.R. Fox because uh, at that time, Ace Romero didn't have a ton of high-profile matches that were uh, going to get him on the map and going to get him booked in other places that he could send around. But uh, that was the match for him. And I think this could be the same for Rip Bison, who has really come into his own over the past year, um, is continuously getting better, trying new shit. And I think this is the best match I've ever seen him have, bar none. So... Um, go out of your way to check out those two. Alexander Lee and Frank Yeager on this episode as well. The Dirty Drifters versus Eric Johnson. A really fun episode, um, but just blown away by those two matches. I want to just add that you forgot the most important detail of the Ava Everett birthday encounter. 
which was Eric Greenleaf taking a cake to the face. Oh, that's that's great. It's great content. There's some great pictures of that as well um, that uh, Russell Brooke got that are on her Flickr, I think. Uh, I'll fucking post one because it's just Eric Greenleaf full of cake and Ava Everett pissed at him for it. So He's really just the worst, isn't he, DK? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a reason why we all bag on him so much. Oh, we bag on him? Is that what this is? Yeah. I, you see, by saying you bag on him, that insinuates that it's like done in like a lovingly matter. But <laughs> you know, he, we're kind of stuck with him. That's true. I did move to Orlando. I don't John, have to deal with that. I have a proposition. Proposition for the Eric Greenleaf episode of the podcast. The Eric Greenleaf episode of the podcast that we've been talking about for it's two been... years that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been looming for three years, so the anticipation has to be high uh, with everyone who's listening to this podcast, but. I think if, if Eric Greenleaf agrees to answer any any question that we have, or maybe a, a caller, maybe we set up some people to call in some questions. I've got some questions for Eric Greenleaf. Are you saying, Randy, that you want to do a hashtag Ask Greenleaf? I'm not saying now, and I'm not saying when, but I think if we find ourselves in a bit of a podcasting bind maybe a podcast pothole so to speak that uh we're able to navigate through with an ash greenleaf episode so just i don't know keep it in the back pocket put you know, it in a locket you when, know what i mean when when a lot of sitcoms and tv shows run out of content they do best of episodes and clip shows so is this our <laughs> is this our equivalent to that i think so i think so maybe maybe we just do a referee round table sometime Ugh. but i yeah, definitely yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta do something with green leaf sometime i'm not about this i'm really not about this at all but hey if he wants to step into the danger zone i'm i'm ready to i'm ready to handle that needless to say but i digress we got a lot of fun ideas coming up for the limitless wrestling podcast that we bring to you every week here Via Limitless Wrestling, as Randy said, The Road, also available every single week. What do we got coming up this week? Well, not a ton announced yet, but your boy, the Belfast Bulldog, Dave Dyer, <laughs> going to make his first appearance on The Road Sorry, going I'm, one-on-one. I'm, on one I'm coughing up some grapes. Dirty... Are you all right over there? <clears throat> Sorry. Go on. Hairball? <laughs> um, yeah, your boy going one-on-one with the Dirty Birdie, Doug Weiser. God, I hate both those guys. Little dojo showcase on the episode. Who, who are you pulling for? Who's your money on? The ring mat? Well, it's certainly going to get some action, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's ugh, not, not into that. Uh, DK, what do you think about the progression of both of these individuals? You've had a hand in training both of them. Honestly, I've watched them both grow immensely, uh, especially since I've been back in the Bangor area and have been in the dojo as often as I have because it really wasn't much before uh, just being so far away. But uh, since I've been back, it's been great watching these two, you know, just grow as wrestlers and seeing their confidence grow and seeing them try new things. And um, it's just been great. Um I have high hopes for both of them, um, and I'm really interested to see this match coming up on the next episode of The Road. Certainly so. We're also going to see the higher society I hear, Randy. Yeah, Armani Chaos, Paris Mandale, and tag team action. This is their first actual tag team match coming up this week. Uh, They were in a trios match on episode two, losing to basic Becca, CJ Cruz, and Ricky Archer. And uh, Ace Romero, also after another big victory over Rip Bison, he's making his return once again. DK, what did you think of Armani Chaos when you had a chance to lock up with him? He's very smug. You can obviously see that and uh, how he carries himself. But, you know, you saw the end of my match with him. Uh, I did win, but he pushed me. Uh, he hit me with a lot of stuff that I wasn't expecting. Um, and he definitely earned my respects. You know, I had a moment with him in the ring. I had a promo after with the fact, and uh, that was legitimate. That was legitimate. I've known him for a while. Uh, he came up at uh, Nepwa. I've known him for about two years, and I met him when he was a shy kid. You know, he was 
barely, barely a trainee at that point. And, you know, I could, I could see something in him back then. And, you know, obviously over time, his attitude has shifted a little bit. It's changed, uh, my opinion, for the worse. But the skill set is there, and he has the tools to go very far in this business if he chooses to. Some high praise right there for Armani. We'll see them in action, as Randy said. Ace Romero as well. What are the details on this episode of The Road, Randy? When can people find it, and where can they see it? Well, it's coming up Wednesday night, 7 p.m., independentwrestling.tv. If you're not a subscriber, you can use the promo code LIMITLESS. Gets you five free days, and you can watch all five episodes in full. Uh, there's a lot of extras on these episodes that don't actually get uploaded to YouTube. So if you want the full experience, uh, they're only about 40 to 50 minutes apiece, all available on IWTV. You can also see all the Pandemic at the Dojo episodes in full. Uh, I think like 25 plus limitless live events are available on there as well. So uh, that's the place to check them all out. Unless you want to buy the DVDs, it's only $9.99 a month. And uh, we're going to have the road on there every Wednesday moving forward. And you mentioned all of those events that you can find there on IWTV. Well, all those events have made up the past five years of limitless wrestling. And as we announced on the last episode, we are going to be giving you a five-year anniversary live podcast show extravaganza, Viking Raiders experience, whatever, coming to you guys this year to celebrate five years of Limitless Wrestling. Again, there's not going to be a Limitless Wrestling show to celebrate five years, so we want to give you something to supplement that. And Randy, we really want to get everyone involved firsthand this year, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's uh, it's a bummer that we can't have a live show for obvious reasons, but uh, we wanted to try to still include the fans somehow and do something fun. And we've never actually done a live video podcast show. Like it's never been something that's uh, really even been talked about at length before until a couple weeks ago. And uh, we've kind of put some plans into motion to have a lot of uh, special guests on the show and probably stream it live to our social media accounts, YouTube and Facebook particularly. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So we've got this poll together. We spoke about it last week. Um, it's it's a huge list, a mega list that we're about to go over of some of the biggest moments in Limitless Wrestling history and the five years of Limitless Wrestling. And this is uh, a lot of moving parts have, uh, have weighed in on this and given some opinions about what should be included. Um, again, we put it out there last week. If you do feel like we missed something, uh, let us know. But at this point, we've got a poll that's going to drop tomorrow as we record this. So it's going to be Friday, uh, the 28th of August. Going to be active for two weeks. And we've got this mega list of moments we're about to go over. You're able to choose five each and have them submitted. And uh, John, tell them about what we're going to do on this live show. Well, we are going to be counting down the top 10 moments in Limitless Wrestling history. And I can't wait to get into that. We're going to have that panel that Randy was talking about, and it's going to be com compiled entirely by you guys and how you guys vote. So with this vote, you will be able to select up to five moments, and based on how they rank out at the end of the voting period, that's how we will rank them. So this is entirely in your hands. Uh, Danger Kid, can you believe that we're on the five-year mark here and... Uh, did anything immediately come to your mind when Randy told you about this idea? Honestly, it's kind of amazing. Like, it, it really doesn't feel like it's been five years. Five years is a long time, but here we are. Uh, it's, we've done so much, and uh, taking a step back and being on pause right now during the lockdown and everything, it's just like, wow, yeah, we really have done a lot. It really has been five years, put on a lot of show, a lot of matches, uh, tons of moments, plenty of plenty to pick from i'm not sure how you guys compiled this list because i would have had a super hard time finding uh all the choices and everything but uh wow man it's kind of it's kind of surreal um any moments that pop out to me honestly the ones that popped out to me you guys already selected okay so. well let's talk about them then again you will be able to select up to five here uh, one that we added at the last minute and this is one that is certainly relevant to you mr danger kid is the moment that the fans hijacked our segment and christened Joey Eastman as the shit weasel, a name that he cannot shake from his stench to this day. Any memories about that? 
Uh, I remember the fans kind of doing their thing. You know, there's some stuff that just, uh, you know, you really can't predict in the world of wrestling, especially of the world of Limitless. And uh, the the whole tone of the room just completely shifted um, in a favor, in a way that I greatly enjoyed because Joe Eastman absolutely fucking hated it. Um, it was great. Um, and yeah, it created some, like a lasting moment in time. Um, and I'm, that's huge. And that was all, all the fans and you know, it's nothing, nothing that we did. And Randy, you know, the, co- just... the, co- the cool behind the scenes story of that is that segment pretty much came together that day. Yeah. Um, we put a lot of pieces together for that very last minute. Uh, I think, uh, there was a lot of moving parts with that as we went into it. Um, I think that we were unsure if someone was going to make it until like a few days before, um, but I think it came together really well. It really laid the foundation heading into the vacation land cup for that triple threat contest um, and kind of set the course for uh, everything Joey Eastman would do throughout that summer. And then him returning to limitless wrestling about a year later. I remember I wasn't even supposed to be on that show and it was literally the night before I was like, what, what if we, we did this and you're like, yeah, that's awesome. Cause Limitless doesn't really do too many in-ring segments like that, per se. So uh, it was an awesome Very moment. Few. It was Very an awesome few. moment that the crowd totally just took control of. And that's the that's the voice of the Limitless fans right there at their finest. Uh, a match and a moment that I think had to be on this list. Chris Hero versus Zack Sabre Jr. from January 2016. Pretty much putting Limitless Wrestling on the map. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it put us on the map more than just a small local like main independent wrestling company um i think it just showed that uh we were trying to be very serious about this from the start like there was no playing around we wanted to um really bring really bring good wrestling up here and had a lot of you know unique opportunities early on we were able to work with promotions like beyond wrestling very early and uh in our infancy that helped us grow tremendously um very early on because i mean it's it's tough to do even right now like looking at the landscape of wrestling we're still trying to grow limitless and we're still trying to get it out to more people and it's a it's an uphill battle all the time to get more people to pay attention and uh give us the time of day because i think when people do um they're impressed by everything or they they enjoy it to some extent and uh this is really the start i think like i I call our first big step forward because uh, this got a lot of people in the New England area at least cognizant of what we were doing, if not interested. And um, it, it helps to just have them know your name and know that you're around because eventually, uh, I think when they see the type of wrestling that you're putting forward, uh, people will want to be into that and watch it. And Chris Hero and Zack Sabre Jr., to their credit, also did not look at us as just like a, a small main indie and had an exceptional match, um, like a 25-minute uh, still to this day, one of the best main events we've ever had match. And that, that means a lot to me. Chris Statlander returning surprise matter after signing with AEW to go to battle with Daniel Garcia from earlier this year. One of the few limitless moments from this year. Yeah, we didn't get the chance to have too many, but uh, this was a really fun one because I think that it was the common assumption around limitless wrestling that after the last creature standing match with uh, ashley vox that chris statlander was done and uh i I think to have her just uh, not even two months later she's already back unannounced um and having a a really fun match with daniel garcia um really set the people on fire in yarmouth and that's a fun one to look back on in a year that we didn't really get to do too much We also have the announcement of the Limitless Wrestling World Championship from January of 2019. DK, you were in the building that night. What was it like when Randy came out and laid down that big announcement? Um, Obviously huge. Look at that. That's a very pivotal moment in Limitless Wrestling history. Um, I mean, what more can really be said about it? It's it's absolutely huge, and it's a huge part of, of everything that we had done up until that point. A.R. Fox ending Ace Romero's undefeated streak after one full year. That was in September of 2016, and obviously we know the insane series of matches those two would go on to have. Just one of those real special feuds that Limitless has had, isn't it, Randy? Yeah, definitely, and... uh 
this was another real fun one. This is their first one that uh, had some looser rules. This was anything goes at past your bedtime and uh, a big win for AR Fox. Ace Romero had really run through everyone in Limitless Wrestling, but uh, the person who took him to his limit the most was AR Fox. So it only made sense to have that rematch, especially at the one year anniversary show. And uh, they've both gone back and forth. So many other uh, so many other promotions since then. And I, I think honestly, still, when wrestling gets somewhat back to normal, it's going to be something that continues. Well, Randy, I'm going to add another one because we left this one off. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, we, we can't not put this on here as a nominee. Speaking of AR Fox and Ace Romero, we have to go to their fans, bring the weapons match, which is maybe the most insane match yeah. in Limitless Wrestling history. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot that, honestly. Like, that's a that's a glaring one now that you say it. Um, what a night that was. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I, I I learned I learned a lot that night, like as a as a promoter and someone putting together shows and um, ensuring the safety of fans. Like it was a very eye opening experience to kind of just roll through that and roll with the punches of everything and um, understand how to better conduct things on the way out. But like, as you said, this is one of the wildest matches I think we've ever had. I think it's definitely um, the craziest and uh, just, I, I don't know. I've only watched it back a couple times since um, crazy shit. I think that's a, that's a glaring uh, moment for sure. Uh, we got Donovan Dijak defeating Josh Briggs to close out his limitless tenure back in the summer of 2017. Dijak was really important in the infancy of Limitless Wrestling. Like he was, he added legitimacy when we really didn't have it yet, and we were still trying to earn that with people. Um, and he consistently had match of the night, match of the night contenders every single time, uh, no matter the turnout. He's another guy who just absolutely came in every single time and busted his ass, and uh, just really wanted the best for everyone and everything around him. So. Um, that match is really special, and uh, I think a very good way for uh, Dijak to close out his tenure with Limitless. Last creature standing, Chris Statlander and Ashley Vox headlining Limitless's first live stream event in November of 2019. Uh, DK, as as cohort to both of these individuals, what was that night like? It was something special. Um, the the build to this match. Um, it, their whole story, their whole feud, their whole saga, however you want to put it. I, I think it's one of the best in limitless history, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't think you can look at it and say otherwise. Um, this night was incredibly special. I'm so happy they got a main event. Um, they absolutely killed each other. They killed it in general. Um, honestly, one of the best matches I've ever seen in person. I would certainly agree with that. Oh, boy. Randy, you talk about things you learn as a promoter. You might have learned not to use a steel cage. That's a limitless wrestling fans had to hold up the cage. The Vacation Land Cup in 2018 between Ace Romero and Anthony Green. One of the most special moments in limitless history, no doubt. Went viral. Just in, insane. Yeah, insane's the right word. Um, I, I certainly throughout that entire year learned a lot and. uh yeah, that was a that was a potentially horrific um, outcome turning into something that I really think tied everyone in Limitless Wrestling together and very tight. You know what I mean? I, I really feel like um, that show, that moment in particular, kind of uh, built our fan base into something that was more of a family than just something that is a fan base, if that makes any sense. No doubt about that. We got AG winning the second Vacation Land Cup after that run he went on back in last summer. Yeah, this one had fucking people crying. I was uh, legitimately saw a few people crying, and uh, I felt emotional about it myself, and pro wrestling can do that sometimes, man. It came down to him and Ace Romero, and uh, I just think that Anthony Green has always been uh, the perennial underdog in Limitless Wrestling, a guy who wasn't supposed to be here from the start. Uh, worked his way into main event positions and not only that but thrived there and uh, this was the start this was his uh, this was his final step until getting his uh, limitless championship match danger kid one of the most emotional moments in limitless wrestling history no doubt alexander lee turning his back on you and aiden agro at the behoost 
of Joey has of Joey Eastman. Yes, that's. Uh, I mean, just it really puts uh, a feather in the cap of the whole Main State Posse story. Um, you know, you take a step back and you look at everything from A to Z, and it just really all makes sense. Um, yeah, that definitely, I can see why that would be a moment that a lot of people would hold high uh, for one way, for one reason or another. Yeah, one reason or uh, another. Obviously, bittersweet, but uh, yeah, huge impact, long-lasting impact for sure. Randy, a moment that was a long time coming for you, Limitless Wrestling making its debut at the Portland Expo at last year's anniversary show. Yeah, that was something special, and there was so much work put in by so many people to make that happen, and uh, just turned out to be, you know, I think one of the best nights in Limitless Wrestling history. Um, and, you know, I, I truly hope that we get to make that happen again sometime in the near future. Uh, I don't know when that'll ever be, but uh, I'm looking forward to the day that we can do that again. JT Dunn winning the first ever Vacation Land Cup. It was kind of him just, again, asserting his dominance in Limitless, but I think he had a lot to prove in that tournament. I think so, too. Um, I, I think a lot of people were looking elsewhere for a winner of that tournament. I think he was uh, – a lot of people even projected him going out of the first round. Um, but uh, I, I think that really solidified him as a top-tier player in Limitless Wrestling at that point. Um, and I, I think he needed something like that to kind of solidify himself in the main event picture. I mean, he had he had gone from uh, the big matches with like a Cody Rhodes and a Sammy Callahan – uh, the list goes on. Jonathan Gresham, super crazy, to now having people doubt him. And I think that was his solidifier. We continue here. An emotional moment. Kevin Blackwood and Daniel Garcia, the Buffalo Boys, returning after their near-death experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fucking, that was a night, man. Uh, from start to finish, fucking, I honestly, like, I remember very vividly finding out about the car accident. Like I know where I was. I know what was going on because I just didn't, I, it was one of those things where you don't get a ton of information, but you know, it's not good. And, uh, I legitimately didn't know if either of them were going to wrestle again, not even wrestle, but like have normal lives. You know what I mean? Uh, realistically did not know if they were going to be okay. And, uh, Daniel Garcia is a fucking warrior. He was rehabbing, fuck, like fucking three or four days later after fucking breaking his leg. Um, Kevin Blackwood, uh, you know, hit it, had a very fucking bad concussion on top of other injuries as well. And uh, that's scary shit when you're in the world of professional wrestling and any uh, combat impact sport. And uh, that was his first match back. He wrestled Christian Casanova who, uh, you know, he was in a program with at the time, and I think that was a very emotional moment. I remember his girlfriend flew in from California for it. His family was there. Um, really cool that we were able to host something like that, too, because uh, I really consider that Buffalo crew to be family, and uh, it, it means a lot to me that we were able to have that moment at Limitless Wrestling. DK, when that happened, did that kind of make things set in as very real for you as a fellow performer that something – like that could make things change just on a whim. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it just goes to show you know how precious life is, how anything can happen at any moment, and you know, it might not even be something in a wrestling ring that takes you out of wrestling. You know, it, it can be other things that can like stop this crazy dream, this crazy ride that we're on. And yeah, fuck, I'm just so happy both those boys are alive. I'm happy all those guys are alive. Like let alone wrestling and like living normal lives. It's just like, it's very emotional and it transcends wrestling entirely. We got Chris Stantland. We pause for a second. Yeah, sure. Not like pause, pause, but like, uh, uh, I want to give, uh, just a shout for, uh, Mark Godfrey and Ma. Oh, were, uh, two fixtures in the main wrestling community. Lost them both this week, unfortunately. Yeah. I was going to bring, uh, I was going to bring them up and man, just brutal. 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 Um, Mark was very close with, like, uh, one of Eric Johnson's best friends. And, 
very close in IWE. I think he was he was definitely around when you were around. Oh, he's just such a great guy. Um, great dude, and just you know, uh, but he actually wrestled. He used to wrestle in my backyard. <laughs> um, I, I've known him fucking forever, and uh, a, just a bummer, dude, because he was. Uh, the nicest dude you could ask for. And then Ma, who was Becky Williams' mother, went to every fucking event around the state of Maine if she was able. And uh, just really, she's the uh, she's the woman who you'll see if you go to the Limitless Wrestling Instagram right now, flipping off the camera and getting into it with Ethan Page. Um, that's from Hogwash, November of I, 2016. I have, I have a great story about both of them. So my first match that I ever had was in IWE. And... After I lost, I had nuclear heat. Nuclear. So much so that the person heckling me the most was Ma, flipping the fingers, you know, just I mean, every swear word you could imagine. And to the point where Mark Godfrey had to get in her face and, and like, tell her, like, calm down a little bit. So I owe Mark Godfrey my, my life because Ma was going to kick my ass that night. Yeah, she'd swing at you if she could. <laughs> uh, DK, any memories uh, that you'd like to share? I heard throwing that cane around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. No, um, I love both of those human beings so much. Um, it really is a bummer. You know, only a couple days apart. Uh, main wrestling has taken a lot of hits lately. Then um, it's just, it sucks, honestly. But I'll always remember both of them as just incredibly nice people um and so passionate about wrestling in their own ways uh ma was always there front row always front row i never saw her sit in second row third row or anywhere else like always always front row would always come up to you and give you hugs at the merch table uh mark godfrey he was rolling out and i was coming up in the business uh my second show was his last i believe if i recall correctly and you know he was just always nice to us young kids uh he never was like oh, i'm a vet you know just never any bullshit like that he was always a straight shooter and just a good kind-hearted human being hey, and he loved wrestling i i totally agree with you on all those fronts I, I got some breaking news here on the limitless wrestling podcast as we tape this on thursday night um the armstrong family just announced the passing of hall of famer bullet bob armstrong no shit. Yeah, wow. one of the absolute legends of pro wrestling. Wow. Uh, man, just getting hit hard here. Not great. But, uh, man, I, I echo all your sentiments, guys. Uh, two big losses, and, and their memories will certainly live on and carry on here. And, and Randy, you also did a great thing for Mark with Let's Wrestle with the uh, fundraiser. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and uh, we were able to raise a little over $1,000 when all said and done. Uh, Eric Johnson came to me with the idea for that event, and uh, I was stoked that uh, we had the American Legion on board. Um, we had all the wrestlers on board to do uh, another show. We weren't planning on a December event, but um, it made all the sense in the world once uh, the idea was laid out, and I was happy that we could uh, at least alleviate some of the financial um, pain that he was in at that point. All right, let's continue this list. We got a couple more here. Let's speed through them because we got a watch along to get into here. We've got Chris Statlander and Ashley Vox shaving Jeremy Leary bald, which is something we just <laughs> talked about last week. And it's one of those moments that just kind of the bad guy had what he had coming to him, didn't he? Yeah, I would say so. Um have not heard of a new moniker yet. I assume the best Terran wrestling has been put on the shelf, mm. but remains to be seen. We got Cody Rhodes debuting at Unreal versus JT Dunn. DK, did you feel, well, we've documented this well on the podcast, but as a, as a wrestler, did you feel like this added a lot of legitimacy to Limitless? Oh, absolutely. I think it's another one of those things that is pretty on par with, you know, the early, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Chris Hero match. Um, I think it's just one of those things that really brought a lot of legitimacy to the company. Uh, got a lot more eyes on us. Uh, for me, and the point where I was at, like, I felt it, you know, that night. I felt it during that match. I was just like, guys, oh, this is kind of crazy. This is happening right now. And they put on an awesome match. Um, so absolutely huge moment in Limitless Wrestling history. And then a bunch of MJF and JT Dunn and 
Anthony Green and Ace Romero moments here, so let's get through them. We have MJF returning to Limitless through the garage at the Westbrook Armory and joining forces with JT Dunn. That was crazy. I mean, basically an invasion angle on Limitless. Yeah, it was a mind melter for people because I, I legitimately think that no one thought MJF would appear in a Limitless ring ever again. Yeah, absolutely awesome moment. And following that up, just a couple months later, Take Me Home Tonight, Ace Romero and Anthony Green reuniting to fight off MJF and JT Dunn. Yeah, Anthony Green uh, coming out, a little little swerve in his step, fucking uh, giving the hug ski to JT and MJF, and then uh, a super kick to the mush, um, re- rejoining forces with Ace Romero, guys who had been rivals in the past, partners in the past, uh, now getting back on the same page to fend off a common enemy. I think people were very excited about that. MJF becoming the inaugural Limitless Wrestling Champion in a four-way. Absolutely insane. Um, that matches up for free and full on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. But uh, the final moments of that match and MJF taking home the title were uh, just insanity. You can you can watch the building react to everything and um, you could feel it. You know what I mean? From any corner of that venue. And to wrap things up here, Anthony Green defeating MJF to become the Limitless Wrestling World Champion one year ago. That's crazy. It was a year ago. It's it's literally, I think we're a week away from it being a year. Um, that's another one of those moments. I feel like you could feel, you could feel it throughout everybody who was sharing that moment in the expo. Um, I think everybody that night, just about everybody was pulling for Anthony green. So all those moments will be up via poll dropping Friday as you listen to this in all likelihood and make sure you vote the earlier you vote the better because going to give us a better read on things you can choose up to five and we will have our big show extravaganza counting down the top 10 moments in limitless wrestling history okay it is time for a watch along i'm excited for this one randy we went to a poll we said that we would do a scramble watch along for this week's episode and i'm glad that we did because i think these are Super cool options that we ended up coming up with here for the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. You put things to a poll, Randy. What, how'd you come up with these options? Well, um, this is another one I threw to a few different people. Got some reads on four that they would choose. I think we spoke about it a little as well. And um, th- this is the one that ended up taking it home. Uh, we had a tight, tight race, though, because I think... Uh, I think it only had like seven or eight hours remaining and uh, no control was neck and neck with this one. That was the wild one. That was the uh, stapling back and forth between Brandon Kirk and KTB, excuse me, Brandon Kirk and bear Bronson, uh, Troy Nelson's return in that one as well. But uh, I guess a lot of people wanted to see your last appearance in limitless wrestling, John. <sighs> yes. The Vacation Land Cup 2018 scramble won this, and we'll be able to provide some perspective here. So that is kind of fun. DK, have you ever seen this match? Um, because you know I during the shows, say, it's it's hard to watch the matches if you're getting ready yeah, for your own. So. I, I definitely have not watched every match that Lamillis has ever put on. Uh, it's super hard performing on the shows uh, myself. So. This one, though, I want to say that I have, but honestly, I cannot say for sure. Once we get rolling within like a minute or two, okay. I definitely know. I know I've seen clips. Well, this sure. this scramble went down on July 27th, 2018 at the Vacation Land Cup, the first Vacation Land Cup. Randy, when this match finished up, you said to me that you thought this was maybe the best scramble in Limitless history to that point, and we will put that to the test here as we watch this match. So go find it on Limitless Wrestling YouTube right now, if you haven't already. Harlow O'Hara versus Eli Everfly versus Kevin Blackwood versus Austin Theory versus Jay Freddy versus Nico Silva. Stipulation being, if Nico Silva, my guy, did not win, I would be vanquished from Limitless Wrestling. Per Randy Carver, we are at 0-0-0. Again, any technical difficulties, we will tell you where we're picking back up. Or any commercials get in the way, whatever it may be. Gentlemen, are you ready here? 
We're good to go. Let's do it in five, four, three, two, one, play. And instantly we are getting our ring introductions. So, Randy, let's lay out the scenario here. Why why were you giving me three strikes and you're out with the Alba Star search? Well, you talk a big game, John. You always have. And uh, I think not only myself, I think a lot of people were uh, getting a bit annoyed by it. So, you know, th- this is this was your last chance. You know, put your money where your mouth is and let's let's see a successful John Alba Star search. And if not, you know, three strikes and you're out. I think that's perfectly fair. I mean, look at Stokely Hathaway here. Stokely Hathaway leading the dream team, leading Christian Casanova to numerous, numerous victories, successes in limitless wrestling galore. And uh, I don't know, John, I just want to see, uh, you know, back against the wall. What could you do? Well, right here, I'm stealing the microphone from Rich Palladino because I didn't think that he would accurately and eloquently tee up Nico Silva, who was making his Limitless Wrestling debut here. What do you think of Nico Silva? What do you think heading into this match, and what do you think afterwards? Well, I did a lot of research on him. You told me you were bringing this guy in for this show. I decided that he was reputable enough to represent. He's a tremendous high flyer. He's strong. Uh, DK, what do you think of Nico? Um, I've actually wrestled Nico before, and he's a tough dude. Like, he's sizable, he's muscular, and he hits pretty fucking hard. So, yeah. Uh, Good pick, he's, right? He's decent pick, honestly. Yeah. Not bad. Now, and then you get this idiot on the outside, Puff, with his Paps Blue Ribbon and Jay Freddy. Jay Freddy is the bane of my existence because of this match. Why? I mean, Jay's, Jay's a nice guy. Well, One half of the thick boys. Because this match, he thought he was the Undertaker. And you're going to I mean, see he it didn't later. I think he was, uh, I don't want to look no, ahead too no, far, but I know no. that he nailed some choke slams here. Well, he's acting like his thick boy brother, John Silver, who, by the way, I need to say, is the standout on being the elite and is my favorite wrestler in the world right now. You've been telling me that week upon week. He's, he's the star of that show. And that's, I'm, I'm so stoked for Silver, dude. Like he, He's so good, and now that like he's coming into his own on something that's working on like national television, um, that's that's great for him, man. Like I'm very stoked. Kevin Blackwood being introduced here. There is a lot of talent in this ring. Yeah, this is. I mean, Eli Everfly, I, I think thrives in a matchup like this. It's do or die with him all the time. Um, but just a wild collection of people in these scrambles all the time. And this one, uh, I honestly felt like, you know, after it happened that night, it felt like magic. Like, I don't mean to sound so cliche, but sometimes these scrambles just come together perfectly. Like some people aren't a fan of scrambles. I love them. Uh, (laughs) I I think, uh, when they hit, they hit hard. And, uh, this is one of those matches that, uh, as the kids say, fucks john alba i think stokely hathaway just tried to take miami from rich paladino i never I even be shocked i never even noticed that why not? it's an emmy bro i mean i'd grab that if i could yeah why not sell it on ebay or something you probably get some coin for that okay you know i was just gonna say dk to your credit before you opened your mouth there that i would love to see you and eli everfly mix it up in singles action oh i would love that that would be Have fucking sweet fun with that I, I think very highly of Eli Everfly. I think he's amazing. I think the things that he does for his size is just awesome. And and here's one of my favorite women that we've ever seen pass through Limitless Wrestling in Harlow Hara. Uh-oh. Yeah, not wasting any time here. Look at this. Oh, dude, her suplexes are so great. Just tosses people. Here we go. Yeah, everybody's screwed go here. Go for the ride. Mm. See ya. So what are, you, what are you telling your boy at this point? And so at this point, I, 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 you can see me saying, I was like, don't do it, don't do it. And he was just so caught up in the moment. Try to get that clothesline, bro. He was just so caught up in the moment. And actually, I can share this with you. So as he ducked, he got hit. And he pulled me into his face. And he's saying to me, am I bleeding? Am I bleeding? And I'm like, yeah. His nose got cracked in the first move of the match. Was he busted this mm-hmm. quick? Yep, his nose got cracked in the because my shirt had blood all over it. I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
He got cracked right away. Here we go. I see. I sent him into the ring like a good manager, yep. and there Direct he got cracked again. Traffic, like a good manager, sending him into potential danger. Well, Randy, you stacked the odds against me. You you gave my guy a one in six chance of winning here. Bro, every other time was a one in two. So you stacked the odds against me. But anyway, here you go. Here you go, Nico. Lay it in. Come on. See, look, Eli, Eli can't even keep up. Yep. Good night. But this is what I mean. And and DK, that's exactly what you're talking about. He's so athletic for his size. Yeah, crazy height on that moonsault, especially for a dude that big. Like that's that's insane. I don't think people realize like how hard that is. Like I can't do that. I mean I could do that, but not make like the height on that is just nuts. Did we see him one other time in Limitless, Randy? He has appeared, uh, I believe, on a on a fair show yes, one time, it was a he fair actually show. wrestled mm-hmm. Danger Kid uh, at the Litchfield Fair. They went one-on-one in the main event. But, uh, no, I don't believe he's been back since. We have seen him in Let's Wrestle, though. He's a talented guy. I I like. I was thinking about the other day. He's a dude I'd like to have on the Let's Wrestle roster when things get back to normal. So you just saw, if you could see in the corner, Stokely and I were actually um, talking with one another just before this. We were kind of strategizing just a little bit. Because yeah, we course. understood we had each other's best interests in mind. What are you talking about? You're not going to leave us on the hook like that? Well, I just, I felt like if we could eliminate everyone else from the match, at least let it come down to our guys. Again, evening the odds that you stacked against us in this match. So, Yeah, of course, of course. You got some seduction happening mm. here. DK is... If if you could be managed by anyone in pro wrestling, who would it be? Ooh, putting me on the spot there. Honestly, Randy Carver. <laughs> what? Maybe maybe I should say Tex Arcana. I yeah, don't I was know. gonna say Maybe Tex was pro- Tex was probably your answer there. You know, not Randy Carver. Well, like I, I can't have a better hype, man. Well, you can. Oh, come on now. I bet I can throw powder in someone's face better than you, John. I've never had a chance to throw powder in someone's face. Because I don't cheat. What a fucking double stomp. Can we talk about that? See, look, I sent Nico in there into the ring, and he he took yeah. care of things, see? You are sweating right now. I You're was... sweating more than anybody in this match. Well, also, to be fair, there's no air conditioning or it like for any fans at the Westbrook Armory, so... Well, bro, hot. these dudes are slinging blows in here, and you're on the outside. I guess you're suited yeah, up. You're doing? suited up. I am now. suited up. I always got to look good. Look at this, Nico. Oh, kip up. Oh, then he got kicked in the dome. He can do all these kip ups, but you're just, you're, you're, I think you're directing them at the wrong times, John. Very talented athlete. That's Jay Freddy doing his thing. Look at him go. He's madman. Jay was on another level this night. Hey guys, sorry about that. We had a quick technical glitch there. We are going to the eight-minute mark on the dot. I will say, Randy, we've had a pretty good track record with these watch-alongs without having one, but we just had our first one. So, eight minutes on the dot here in five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. So, Jay Freddy going to the outside. You see, I got the hell out of the way. I did not want to eat any of that from Jay Freddy. Yeah, and you did not pull your boy out of the way. Yeah. It, it happened like- so quickly. Dude, you're, like, not a good manager. No. See, look, look. I just said to Stokely, I said, hey, let, let, let's get them out of the way. And then Kevin Blackwood does that. But, like, it's, you're not helping, though. Guys, like, I, am, I am small. I am not big. I cannot yank one of these guys out of the way. See, I just took my jacket off. I'm very hot. I'm very sweaty. Yeah, it's getting steamy. You, then, you just didn't want to be in the, air, in the air of this. What the yeah, that was oh insane. My God. Eli that was insane. is a madman. He is. Oh, look at this. Ah, Stokely, and then that's what you get. Stokely, exactly. That's what you get. Stokely almost got a little bit, right? Look, I'm, a, I'm. I don't want any of Harlow. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. I think this might be the most managers we've ever had. Easily, we got Puff, we got Alba, we got Stoke. I forgot about Puff Beerer on the outside. Oh, don't worry. Well, you won't soon forget. But Harlow O'Hara is about to do something awesome, and here it comes. Austin Theory going into the outer dimension. That was nuts. Crowd went crazy. And then she got kicked in the face. A lot of, a lot of head kicks. Oh, beautiful lariat. 
That's what he was looking for earlier. Should have pinned him, though. Well, Eli Everfly stepped right up into the ring, so. And good night. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty slick. In his tracks. Dude, this match has not stopped. This is awesome, this match. Oh, they don't? That's why Scramble is so great. I don't know. I just listen. Oh, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. That was fucking nuts. (laughs) He's dead. Apparently not, though. Ugh. This, this is, is the first this is the first moment where shit has settled down. I can see referee Derek Douglas in the second row. Crowd's going crazy, um, Randy. But yeah, this is the first time anything. Oh no. Oh, uh, here it comes. Here it comes. Uh not soon enough. Uh see, I am beside myself right here. I when am When was your last PBR? Uh <laughs> long before Stokely and I are yelling at each other saying, How is this happening? What what is going on? And some people are about to go for the ride. Oh my goodness. Choke slam city, baby. Where's Jay Fred to get this strength? I know he's a thick boy, but come on. It's the beer. The power comes from the beer. This match is insane. <laughs> like like from the talent to the action, this match is crazy. No doubt. I was so angry here. I was so angry. Look at me. Angry that Jay was getting the beer and not you? No, I don't want any part of PBR. I drink the classy stuff. (laughs) I eat classy... What do you supply Nico Silva for drinks? I eat classy things like Boar's Head, okay? What was I supplying Nico Silva? Uh, Water, high electrolyte drinks, everything that you'd imagine. I work with Mac Daniels. I work with Mac Daniels, okay? One, two. I almost broke up that pin right there. I, yeah, I, I was could ready. see you making your way in there very stealthily. My career's on the line here, man. That would have been very uncool of you, dude. Just saying. Well, did it happen? No, it didn't. No, but you were thinking about it. Kevin Blackwood just murdered Jay Price. That was sick. <laughs> that lung blower happened, that though. That was sick. Package DDT. Ugh. Drilled it. Here you go, Nico. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, just about splitting her in half. I'm Again, feeling no, good about this. Her, I'm feeling no. He's okay. got to go. He's got to go for it. his finishing maneuver. Danger kid. Is this his finishing maneuver? His shooting star press. I'm very excited Wait, on the right? outside, and he missed it. And, oh God damn! And I just and they cut away. Yeah, I'll tell you why we cut away, because that was scary as fuck. Yeah, it didn't look if I remember correctly, that was very scary. And uh, just, uh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, Kevin Kevin Blackwood sliding in. No, this can't be it. No! Oh! Oh, no! And it wasn't even your boy. Uh. <laughs> Randy. What's up, bro? What are you doing to me? Over. Hey, this was this was your choice. Bro. No, it wasn't. You you could have chose you could have chose anyone to be in that position. You chose Nico Silva, and unfortunately, wrong place, wrong time, but a right See, place, right time for Kevin Blackwood. Right here, I'm like trying to cope with the reality that this just happened. It, it didn't seem yeah, real. To me. Finally, hitting you. Did you did you you went into this with 100 percent confidence? Then, uh, yeah. You literally bet your whole career on one dude, that, and that's just like you made the wrong choice. It looks like I'm laughing here, but it's because I'm like so mentally and physically exhausted. And yeah, this was probably not my best judgment. I would say no. Um, yeah, not uh, not great. A fitting departure. What? You blew the spot. What? You just blew the spot. Look at Greenleaf smiling in the corner. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Greenleaf was uh, directed to come lead you out of the building. And he's holding Miami. You let his paws? You let his disgusting paws on Miami? Hey, uh, it was there for the taking. 
Do you remember what I shouted to the crowd at the end there, Randy? Uh, something about going to hell. I said, I am the Emmy Award winning John Alba, and I'll see you all in hell. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. And that is your watch along of the scramble from the 2018 Vacation Land Cup. Watching it back, what do you guys think? I thought it was nuts, just as nuts as I remember, just as fast-paced as I can remember. Um, I really enjoyed it, and uh, it makes me, you know, watching shit like this just makes me miss shows, i got to be honest. Like, uh, makes me miss the atmosphere, uh, especially the Westbrook Armory, dude. Uh, a lot of fun moments in that building, and uh, I, this was one of them for, for all of us. DK? I just wanted to second the, the Armory bit. I feel like, I, when was the last show we had there? Uh, hooked on a Friedman, I believe, which was May of 2019. So it's a been a year and a half, ago. a lifetime ago. Yeah. Feels like it's crazy, honestly. Like, yeah, I just I, I miss shows really, but I miss the Armory too for sure. There was a special, special vibe in that building that was just completely unique. Who stood out in that match to you guys? For me, it's whenever I watch that match, it's Harlow O'Hara. Yeah, I think it was a big match for Harlow. Um, it's tough to just choose one because really everybody had their moments there i think jay freddie looked great i think eli everfly also looked on another level it just showed what eli can do in big situations like that um kevin blackwood i think it was a much needed win for him moving him forward in limitless wrestling i just i think it was important to everybody all around danger kid i would like to agree with that big match for everybody i think everybody looked great i think everybody brought their best stuff i think everybody was legitimately trying to uh send you packing uh and in one case defend your legacy but uh for me it's got to be jay freddy honestly i think jay freddy was just turned the fuck up on this one and he looked great and you know while he was kind of goofing a little bit he was still he was still throwing some stuff and dropping some people on their heads so gotta give it to jay freddy so, Randy, it's a question I get asked all the time. When will you lift this ban on me and allow me to partake in Limitless Wrestling shows? Because you've allowed me in Let's Wrestle, where me and Mac Daniels have reigned supreme uncontested. What? I uh, Uncontested is debatable, but yeah, I mean, you guys have been around uh, Let's Wrestle. I don't know, like, I'm... Maybe it's maybe it's this whole quarantine pandemic uh, feeling softening chum- me up feeling a little chummy. Bit. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, what, what do you what do you want to do? I think the, the star search did not work in your favor, and uh, I don't know if Mac Daniels is right there yet. I'll get to thinking about this. DK, uh, MSP have any openings? No. Mm. Let's see. Well, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, what would you, what would you, do you own any flannel? I do own flannel, actually. Oh, yeah. I do. You know what? How about this? If I win Emmy number two this year, can I earn myself a ticket back in? Colin West loves me in Synergy Wrestling. He'll have me anytime. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. When when's the voting for this Emmy? What, what's uh, the deal? We'll find what's... out if I'm nominated in about a month. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's keep that on the table. Play, play it let's by ear. Keep that on the table. Okay. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Been a lot of fun here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. Appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Again, we ask you to subscribe and share, and we ask you above all else this week to partake in the voting for the Limitless Wrestling. Top Moments Countdown. We will be opening that up on Friday, and it should be a lot of fun. Anything else you guys would like to add? Uh, Other than that, just look for the voting link on all social media platforms. Um, Obviously, follow Limitless Wrestling on Twitter at LWMain, Limitless Wrestling on Instagram. You can go to YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling, see a ton of free matches from the road and uh, all other events. And IWTV, uh, sign up. Use the promo code Limitless Wrestling if you do. Um, gives us a little kickback at the end of the month, and uh, it's going to get you five free days to check out Limitless Wrestling and a ton of other promotions. And uh, let's have Danger Kid put over his social media real quick.
check me out on Instagram and Twitter at I am the Danger Kid. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Pro Wrestling Tees, MSP on Pro Wrestling Tees. No yeah. doubt. Main State Posse, not Main Street. Main State. Main no. State no, no. Not yes. at all. Help me acquire a coin. Yes. Please. Do help him. Anyway, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you guys next time.